11.5 million records, which is 2.6 terabytes of data. So it took uh, about 400 journalists more than a year to sort through all of these papers. And we definitely haven't finished yet. We, We certainly have so much more that we need to get through. So we got the, this leak um, via the Süddeutsche Zeitung newspaper, which is in Germany, who then shared it with the International Center for Investigative Journalists. Um, and then all these papers were from 1977 to December 2015. So it's almost live. And it just it, it reveals this constant massive transfer of wealth, which is enabled by an offshore system, often from very poor developmental countries mm. to the very wealthy, very richest nations and uh, uh, companies. Talk to us about those particular countries. I mean, you see a little bit of it coming through from the Gambia right up to South Africa, sitting at about uh, uh, 200 200 clients there, this, this now that I'm, that I'm referring to is this report uh, the, coming from uh, Swiss, uh, HSBC, Swiss Leaks. Uh, talking about the Gambia, for instance, you think that there isn't uh, a lot of money that, yeah. that can be taken out of the country. Togo also is there. You're talking about the Central uh, African Republic. They are also, some people there in that particular country are siphoning money and they're taking it out of the country. And using it as a tax haven, but not actually paying any tax there. So, I mean, the countries that we investigated for this, for instance, was Uganda. You would think, you know, Uganda doesn't really strike me as a particularly wealthy country. Sierra Leone, but Sierra Leone have diamonds. So Mm. immediately they play into tax havens that trade in commodities. uh, Guinea, Kenya, Namibia. Senegal, um, Angola, you know, it's, it's uh, Tunisia, Mali, again, the DRC, it's country, it's, it's poor, it's poverty stricken countries, develop, developmental countries who are being taken advantage of, essentially. All right. So, so as, as, as journalists, therefore, so who gives you this information and, and, and really how do you process it to make sure that it's authentic? So we had a team of newsrooms across Africa, nine uh, newsrooms that we put together who are trusted researchers, trusted journalists who, who with, together with the data, looked at the different names of prominent figures within their own countries. So from South Africa, um, where we are based, we didn't do the direct um, uh, investigations. So it means that the guys who, who, we wor- who we worked with knew exactly what the news is in their country. We also ran it through our very stringent um, investigative laboratory. So our investigative laboratory has something like a prosecutorial editor Mm. who would look at all kinds of legal loopholes that they could possibly find, who has a very good idea of of – who has great uh, knowledge of international uh, law and who could look at exactly – where someone can pick apart a story and then send it back. And the the researchers and and writers would then have to go back and look for – Look for the story. Make sure that it is completely watertight, that no one can turn around and go, you missed a point or you didn't look at it carefully enough. David Lewis, Executive Director of Corruption Watch, what does this mean from where you are seated? I mean, it's not only just, uh, you know, business people. You're talking big banks here. You're talking uh, presidents of uh, wealthy countries.